Welcome to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Clout. I'm Michelle Ellis, CEO of Clout, a national public relations and marketing communications firm headquartered in Chicago. Our agency is dedicated to uncovering insights and cultural trends to help business leaders better understand today's consumer. We also invite some of the best minds in business to come on our show to share their insight and experiences. So if you're interested in becoming a guest on our show, stick around to the end of this podcast and I'll tell you how to become one. Welcome to another episode of Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Clout. I'm Sean Nellis, the host of the podcast and also CEO of Clout, a public relations and marketing agency headquartered out of Chicago. We have a, a special guest with us today, uh, Jason Hopkins. He is the CEO and president of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And I'll, I'll let him officially introduce himself, but I want to talk about uh, how excited I am to have him on the show to talk about a very important topic, and that is mental illness. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michonne. I'm so glad to be here. And why don't you give your title again? Because there, there's, uh, I want to make sure that I'm doing it the right way. So if you could give your title, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. You did it almost perfectly. So um, I'm the president and CEO of the National Alliance for Mental Illness, or NAMI, many people may know for Arapahoe and Douglas counties. So what that means is I lead the largest affiliate in the state of the Colorado, um, one of the top two largest affiliates in the state of Colorado. Um, and then I also have an organization that I founded and the CEO of called the Connection Project as well. Awesome, awesome. So, so tell me about uh, the Alliance on Mental Illness. So tell me, tell me what you guys are focused on. Tell, tell me about the organization. Yeah, I'm happy to. So um, NAMI is an organization, which is a national organization, uh, began in the late 70s by parents that were sitting around the kitchen table wanting to support their loved ones that were struggling with mental health conditions. And what it really blossomed into was a grassroots effort that now has representation in every state. Um, so in NAMI, in Colorado, we have the NAMI Colorado organization, which I actually happen to be the executive director of for a time. Um, but the actual work happens at the affiliate level. So at an affiliate level, we offer support, education, and outreach programs um, for family members and loved ones that struggle with mental illness. So for instance, you can come to our organization for a support group if you have you know, a loved one that's struggling with mental health issues, whether it's a youth or an adult, um, we're happy to meet you there. Um, we have education classes that give um, family members and loved ones more information about how to um, successfully help navigate what their loved one's going through. And then we have peer support also. So for individuals actually struggling, they can come to us for places of support and education around what they're going through. And pre-COVID, we used to do a lot more outreach in the community, but we've kind of always been a cornerstone in Arapahoe and Douglas counties. Um, and to give some context for our listeners, that's roughly a million people um, in the metro area of wow. Denver. Um, so we have a pretty large community. Um, you know, we work closely with our our treatment centers, our providers, our community mental health centers, et cetera, to really be an extension of care. Um, what I find a lot of times where we really show up and shine is we offer a level of care to support family members and loved ones that is not covered by insurance. So if if your loved one wow. has an, an incident and ends up hospitalized, you know, family members are the people that are going to have to pick up the pieces and the slack on the back end. Um, and insurance doesn't pay to support family members. So we often can offer that continued care, I will call it, or that through care that allows people to have a place to first not recognize that they're not alone. Um, and secondly, to get the education that they may be seeking and desperately need to better navigate what they're going through. 
Yeah. Wow. So, so how did you get into this line of work? Tell me a little bit about your background and, and your calling, because this is a, again, a, a very important issue. And I, there's, sure. I, I read about, you know, some of the things uh, about the organization that I want to get to, but tell me about, tell me about your journey to, to get to this point. how do you end up in yeah. this line of, line of service? I'm happy to, and that's an interesting question. So I've always been a serial serial entrepreneur um, and really had a very successful life in real estate and construction um, in the earlier part of my career. And when 2008 happened, I really ended up in a precarious position that I had all of these very successful businesses that kind of overnight really dwindled um, because they were so tied to real estate and the hubs, the, the hub of supporting real estate. Um, and that was really not what took me down. I think part of what, what in looking back really contributed to where I'm getting to my ultimate downfall was, um, you know, the lack of understanding that just because we're good at something doesn't mean we should do it. And I have been um, fortunate okay. enough to do many things that I'm quite good at, although I don't love it. So the economy crashed in 2008, and that had a significant impact on my business where I really had a failing, and, and I do believe it was serendipitous at this point, is I didn't change my lifestyle. I continued to live the same way I had before, which was quite big. Um, I, I will say I've been to the top of the proverbial mountain, and I, in my own arrogance, did did I, not change I my lifestyle. Relate. I can relate. Yeah, and, and that took a few years to unravel. And when it finally did, it, it did so ceremoniously. And I always, you know, ascribe to that the higher you climb, the, the farther you fall. And I certainly mm -hmm. did that in you know, a spectacular fashion. And frankly, um, you know, I will say now, and, and I am tongue in cheek about it, but I lost my business, my money and my mind. Um, I did have what I will lovingly refer to as a breakthrough. Um, but let me be clear, it was nothing short of a breakdown. Sure. Um, and, and in doing so, I, I still had the good fortune of having some resources to be able to you know, begin again in a way that felt authentic and aligned for me. But to keep in mind, I had always been a hustler. So I was used to like yeah. getting out there and creating something and doing this. And I was literally paralyzed. And I remember this has been more than a decade ago now. Um, I remember, you know, just having a solid year. I, I moved states. I left my friend groups. I left everything that was comfortable and familiar and moved to Colorado. And really, I had an entire year that not to be too graphic, I considered killing myself every day. Yeah. And I, I will say the only things that saved me are walks and baths. Um, oh, and I was wow. just okay. having this conversation with a friend the other day. And, and I will tell you, Michonne, the thing that really came out of that was the recognition that I had a mustard seed of faith. And I knew that it was not my time to go. And that was not my, my choice yeah. to make. Um, and then through that understanding and faith, I just, you know, continued to walk forward and say, show me the path and um, let me serve in a way that aligns with what I'm here to do. And really, the work that I've done in the decade since is built upon that dark night of the soul. And really that understanding of I'm here to serve others. And I think all of the work that I am doing is really built upon that profound understanding of in those dark times, there, there is no light for most of us. Um, and, and I'm really grateful that I'm one of the ones that made it out because many men, um, especially from the world that I came from, would not have and did not. Wow. And, that, and you touched on something that I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs deal with and you know and most times people look at entrepreneurs and it's hey you're you're really brave you're strong you're you're doing all these things but you know it, it does take a toll on you mentally 
And, you know, oh, for sure. I can relate to the, the highs and lows of running your own business and some pretty dark days of not being able to really talk to anybody or, or have anyone really relate to what I'm going through. You know, are we going to make payroll? Am I going to lose my house? And, you know, <laughs> no one here to help me. And so, right. you know, and, and one of the things on the site that I was reading mentioned that 100% of people have a mental mental illness in, in some, some Well, way. I don't think that 100% of people have a mental illness. If you have a brain, you have mental health. <laughs> and I think the, the thing that I have learned and really why I started my organization, The Connection Project, from yeah. the work that I do at NAMI, if you'll let me indulge you in that no, no, just a little bit, was the recognition yeah. NAMI was really designed to support chronically and persistently mentally ill people. And what we recognized in the course of my work, and I've been doing that work for nearly a decade now, I recognized it was the people like you, the people like me, that maybe didn't have a mental illness, but had a setback, a life transition, something catastrophic happened that they didn't know how to navigate. Mm -hmm. I don't think that means somebody has a mental illness but it does mean that they are going through something that they made some, need some additional support from. The reality of what I have gleaned in doing this work for a decade now is like yourself that you just, you know, you just shared, um, you know, oftentimes we move forward in life thinking we're the only person that de is dealing with something. And, and often there's not a, a, an off ramp to show us that there are other people who understand who can meet you right there. Um, you know, my organization, The Connection Project, is really was developed to help deepen connection with ourselves and others. But primarily, it was built of this understanding that not everybody who has a life transition issue or a setback has a mental illness is always going to struggle. And, and, and it shouldn't be so hard for people to find support. So a lot of my work in The Connection Project, I do a lot of, you know, individualized and group coaching, but a lot of it is built from that place. I do a, a tremendous amount of work with entrepreneurs, you know, in that understanding, that deep understanding of recognizing that, um, you know, people just need to know they're not alone. And as silly Very as that true. sounds, so true. you know, like when you're in it and you're going through it, you don't recognize that that you're not the only person that's ever been through this as you said about making payroll losing your house i mean i lost my house i didn't make payroll i know exactly what that's like <laughs> but but the fact of the matter is i can tell you i got through i came yeah. out on the other side and i will tell you when i was so in it i remember i was in rooms with attorneys and i had one attorney that like took me aside it was a really difficult day and he said i just need you to remember they can't eat you and, and as stupid uh. as that sounded in the moment, it just really, it snapped me back into place. And I recognized that, God, here I am. I'm wanting to kill myself over something that is so temporary. And I have to say this many years down the road, I can say all of that didn't make any sense. But frankly, when I was in it, I was oh. in it and there was oh. no other perspective. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And, and Lomos, you talked about also, um, Trying to get people to see mental illness in a in a different way. What talk to me about what you mean? Because you're right. You, there's there's uh -huh. this negative thing associated with with uh, mental illness or just uh, being healthy mentally. You know. So yeah, talk talk about that a little bit. That's a great question. First off, I want to start. Mental health is health. If you have a brain, which we all do, you have mental health. So I think where we, we have, and, and I'm an, an ardent proponent of what I'm about to share with you, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think mental health is health. 
Um, but from that understanding, recognizing that mental illness is something vastly different than mental health. Mental health is something I think we all have. Mental illness is something that is like any other illness, cancer, diabetes, any other thing that could be chronic and persistent Got or it. something that could be treated and managed. And I think what happens is, is we don't have a vernacular that lends itself to people understanding what it actually is. And I think we have stigmatized the system to the point that nobody wants to admit that I struggle with anxiety. I have depression. You know, it doesn't mean that it's debilitating in your life and or it may be, but it also doesn't mean that there are not treatments and supports that can help you. So I think people struggle far longer than they should or have to from that place of feeling like they're alone. So I think for us to be able to differentiate and, and, and acknowledge the fact that mental health and mental illness are different, they are not interchangeable words, and that people that go through life transition, setbacks, loss of a loved one, loss of a pet, loss of a job, change of a career, take your pick. Those are things that happen in our lives that can be significant setbacks for us. And yes, we may need talk therapy, we may need group support, we may need medication, we may need all of those things. That does not imply that we have a mental illness. And I think recognizing that, that how we treat those things looks different, they are different things, um, is really important to the conversation. And it's also recognizing, and I have seen this over and over again in the work that I do, you know, most people don't learn about mental health until it hits their home. And even then they don't, you know, they may recognize mm -hmm. that they're struggling. They may drink to cope. They may overeat to cope. They may do a lot of things that are not healthy, be tethered to their phone to cope, buried in social media, et cetera. Yeah. Again, not criticizing anybody. We're all doing our best. But, you know, I think the thing that I could underscore the most today is just going back to what you said a minute ago, we're not alone. Mm -hmm. And for anything that you're going through, I assure you, there's somebody that has been through that and likely worse than you have and can tell you that there is hope on the other side. I think that um, that is the thing to really take away from um, in those darkest moments, just to recognize that often seeing things differently is just showing up and saying, I am struggling. Yeah. It, it, you know, the tag, the tag line of my business. Yeah. Admitting well, yeah. 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 And I have often said that we are not going to fix mental health by talking about mental health. So my organization, the Connection Project, is really focused. Our tagline is everyone struggles. And the thing I love about the word struggle is it often is invitational for people to talk about what they're going through. But the beautiful thing about that word struggle is it's not scary, it's not sad, and it's not traumatic. Right. And if you look at the narrative around mental illness specifically, it always comes from a place somebody shot up a school somebody's done bad things, something bad has happened. And I frankly think in the world that we're all surviving through, we're on overload. People are maxed out. Amen on that one. Amen on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so are there, uh, you may not be an answer, but are there, are there signs early on that, so for listeners, how do they know? Meaning, because I, I would have to imagine that mental illness shows up in many, many, many ways. Right. Are there early signs that you could start to look for? And there may not be. I figured I'd ask you while I have you. Yeah, I think there are some things that we could do self-checks on ourselves. And I think, you know, being that your audience is likely more business um, yeah, colleagues yeah. of ours. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I think the things that I, I, I always look for when I work with entrepreneurs, do you drink too much? 
Do you have a party lifestyle that maybe yes, you know yes. doesn't support <laughs> support being sustainable? Right. You know, do you find a lot of your your alone time or, or unstructured time that you're really unplugged? You're lost in Netflix and or social media and just kind of going down that rabbit hole. I mean, if there's anything that consistently makes you anxious or makes you feel depressed and or you perhaps are using unhealthy coping mechanisms to deal with those things, I think those are things are worth looking at. And again, I don't want to put labels on them as mental sure. illness. Yeah. I think they're opportunities for us to improve. So, you know, the work that I do with entrepreneurs, my, my tagline in that work is a life and business and balance. And think about what that really means. What I have yeah. ascertained in working with entrepreneurs and leaders for a long time is the recognition of you can build a, a damn good business that's really successful and profitable and all that. And you can be like me standing in the center of it, recognizing I am not fulfilled in this at all. And I don't think that that means that we have to just jettison our entire lives, but it could be an invitation for us to look a little more deeply into ourselves because let's be frank, wherever you go, there you are, right? Yeah. So yeah. you are at the hub of your business and you being healthy in your business I think only helps sustain and build upon the things that have made your business successful. And I find for me that if somebody is willing to crack the door open and, and take a look, um, I think there's an opportunity to create some, some different pathways. But I want to be clear, the difference in my work, I was just doing, I was answering some questions for a, another talk I'm doing. Um, the thing that I really want to underscore for people that I think makes a lot of this work unapproachable for many is there are not really many, any, any shortcuts. Like there are efficiencies we can build into the system yeah. that make it easier oh, yeah. to sustain. It's kind of like having QuickBooks versus doing it on the ledger in, in days of old. You know, there are things that can make the processes more efficient, but the reality is, is the work is the work. And I think if more people did the work, we might have a different sort of world that we're all, we're all fostering and living in. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is if somebody is willing to sit in the hard for a little bit, they will get different results. And I always remind people in working with them, you know, the things that you think are going to kick your butt are never the things that end up kicking your butt. It's something that wakes you up at two in the morning that you never saw coming. That saw does. Coming. So you can't even really plan for it. Um, but, but it, you know, I, I will affirm that if you're willing to show up and do the work, like, I think many of these things that we're talking about, again, going back to mental health related things, sure. yeah. less chronic and persistent mental illness. Um, I do think that there are many things that we can do in our course of life to help navigate life better. I agree. And boy, you are speaking to me. So, so much for my audience, how, how did, so could they hire you to come in and, and coach or oh, do for sure. So tell them how to get a hold of you. What give them website, yeah, so, your phone number, so, because this is, this is good stuff. So I will say that the cobbler's children often have no shoes. My website is currently being revamped. It still exists. <laughs> I There's a lot of information about there. <laughs> a big part of what I do is build social impact campaigns to change systems within vulnerable or marginalized communities. So my website is primarily focused on that. Yeah. Um, you know, I can be reached at Jason Hopkins on LinkedIn. Um, my email address is jason at realpeoplereallife.org. Um, my website is realpeoplereallife.org. Um, again, we have a new website coming soon. The one that's there is good, but it's going to be even better. Um, but if, you know, I am certainly um, for hire. I work with people individually. I really like doing group work and, and creating culture change um, within a system to create results that people want. Um, I just am a wholehearted proponent of people don't have to struggle. You know, and I think that we, 
we are so hardwired to think that things have to be hard for them to be great. I think that's complete bullshit. I agree. I agree 100%. And we'll leave it at that. Hey, Jason, thank you yeah. so much for coming on the show. Thank you. And this has been been great. And again, please, uh, those that are listening, you know, if you're you're struggling with something or you want to talk or you, you're working through your business, please reach out to Jason. And uh, Jason, give your email again and, and where they can find you. Certainly. It's Jason, J-A-S-O-N, at realpeoplereallife.org. And that's our show for today. And Jason, thank you, again, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Cloud. Now, if you know someone who'd be a great guest for the show, please send them my way or have them go to cloudllc.com slash podcast slash apply and we'll take a look. If you got something great out of today's show, please let me know what you thought. Also, share it on social media and be sure to subscribe to the podcast itself. And again, the whole goal behind the podcast is to share experiences and insights so we can all develop and grow. So until next time, make every day your masterpiece. Take care.